Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz, and this is an episode of College Prep Genius Podcast, and with me is Jean Burke. Uh, this is episode 33. Today we're going to talk about how language impacts your future. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Felice. Good to be here. Yeah, so today we are going to be kind of following up on another podcast uh, we did. That was podcast 131, uh, Limited Language, Limited Mind. And we were talking about building your vocabulary, and you were sharing uh, with us um, how you got interested in, you know, just building your children's vocabulary. And I just love that uh, you're just such a hands-on mom (laughs) with taking a all of the SATs and and kind of you know dissecting them and making words a list of words that you um, your kids didn't know. Um, let me tell you, there's a lot of words that I don't know, uh, and and I, I feel like I have a a fairly large vocabulary, but still, um, uh, you know, you, you get flagged. I, and you know, in the last podcast, you mentioned that uh, many times the things we read have like a, a sixth grade um, reading level and um, on the website, it's actually on this Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. When we post these audios, we post our blog um, information. So we'll put, you know, like I'll have information about the show and, you know, Jean's website and, and things like that. And there's a readability that's built in, and it's always flagging me that my readability is too high <laughs> for most audiences. <laughs> And I just think, really? And I go back and I look, and I don't even see any big words. So the bar is not very high on, on uh, you know, <laughs> WordPress posts. But I just thought that was funny because we were talking about, you know, having a, a larger vocabulary. And I guess um, you, you can't have too large of a vocabulary if you're writing blog posts. You're supposed to be a little bit more basic for the general public. But we want to have that high bar, don't we, Jean? And we want our kids to excel and do better than what's considered average. So I, I think that is a just continues to be a good thing. Well, you know, that's so funny, and I just came up with a great idea. You can do exactly what we did in our Vocab Cafe book series. So when you write your blog and you have a big 50-cent word in there, just make it bold and put the definition and pronunciation at the bottom of your blog. That would be great. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, and then we can just educate people as they're reading it. This is, this is mostly for parents, so I just ignore the the whole thing that you know that the general public. I think our our audience is a little bit um, it's a little bit different audience than the general public. So we homeschoolers tend to be um, a little bit more on the ball when it comes to this kind of thing, or we try to be anyway. So, you know, we're talking about language and vocabulary and its impact on the future. So, you know, almost like the first level of of impact is going to be, um, you know, after after homeschool, you know, you've worked at building that vocabulary, um, you are going to be either deciding to go to college, and most of you listening to this podcast um, 
are probably on the college track or deciding to um, get a job. Um, if you are able, I know a lot of, of um, or not a lot, but the new trend now is this gap year. And um, my daughter was funny about that, and she said, why would people do a gap year? If they want to do that, they should just take their minimal amount of classes and then travel. She can't. She was, she's like me. You know, we've got to get this done. We're on schedule. Let's get going here, and we can't postpone something for a whole year. But that is, you know, to experience, uh, you know, life a little bit, I guess. Um, however, um, we, we want our kids to be prepared. So give us some tips, Jean, on, you know, first of all, the first line is going to be college, those, you know, SAT essays, and then the next thing is going to be, you know, college entrance essays. Absolutely. And one of the things, uh, you know, you're talking about the gap year. I, I want to interject something because something that I've learned over the last few years is, is that a lot of people do take a gap year and, you know, whether it's to travel or to do a mission trip or, you know, study or work or whatever. And one of the things is a lot of people are actually taking a gap year uh, in order to uh, raise their SAT score. You know, knowing that you can get full rides, you know, the higher the score, the more money you get because that's colleges get their rankings because of test scores. So a lot of times families will do that. They'll just say, you know what, we'll take off a year and we'll just study for the SAT because then that, we know that that next year we're going to end up getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of scholarships if we hit a certain score. So there's a lot of reasons that people do that, and I think that's great. But you're right. Whether you're, you are a high schooler looking to get a part-time job or whether you've gone to college and you've gotten that degree, and as you said, you, you do need the vocabulary words in order to, you know, write better, write your college essay, your college application, or even the papers that you're going to be writing, you know, when you're in college. And so what we're gonna what we find that is that kids a lot of people go in for an interview and they often take for granted that, well, you know, I fill out my application, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this job because they really need me, they really want me. Um, but you can take the arsenal of vocabulary words that you've learned and apply them even in your you know, as you're interviewing for a job, because as an a owner of a business myself and you as well, we often know that, you know, when we interview people, we, we can kind of get a, a gist of maybe this person's going to be a hard worker or they're going to take the initiative, sometimes just by their demeanor, sometimes the way they speak. And so it's really important that you go in very, very prepared. So I'll, I, I came up with an example here uh, for the job interview. And let's say your child walks into XYZ company and the boss says, so why should I hire you? And you said something like this, because I'm a hard worker and I, I'm very dedicated to my job. I will give this job 110% of my attention and will be a great team player. I will go the extra mile when it comes to my responsibilities, and I will finish all my tasks in a great and timely manner. Now, that might be what someone might say when they say, why? You know, why would I want you to come to my company? Well, we know that first impressions, you can't, you never get a second chance to make a, a good first impression. What mm -hmm. if you went in like this in the, and, and using the power of words and the boss says, now, why should I hire you? Of all the people that are coming here, everybody wants to work here, but why should I hire, hire you? And you said something like this, because I have unparalleled work, work ethic and I'm single-minded in my terms and duties. I will give exhaustive attention to my work and be an indispensable part of the team. I will achieve well beyond my responsibilities and accomplish all my tasks in an impressive and prompt fashion. So as a boss, 
there's something about someone speaking to me like that. I'm thinking this person is serious. This person um, evidently uh, will be someone that I can count on. This person will be someone that will probably be very, very professional in their manner when they're representing my company. I mean, the goal as a boss or an employer, you know, you want your employee to be someone who is low maintenance and makes you look good. And so that kind of exudes that kind of uh, attitude when somebody walks in and they can speak on that on that level. Right. And it and it does it really does help. You hear people, um, you know, I, I always I would say when I get older I want to sound like them, you know. <laughs> they're just so eloquent and have this wonderful way of speaking or even in reading, you know, um for for anyone who likes CS Lewis. You know, he writes with such an economy of words, but they are so deep. And, you know, it, it makes reading joyful and pleasant and, you know, it's it's a lovely experience. And while that's something, you know, that is a gift and, and maybe not everyone can just off the bat, um, you know, write like that, you can definitely do some basic things. And, and, and then here's why, you know, kind of what we talked about in the last podcast and getting that education under your belt. Um, and, and this has happened with my own kids with college papers. Um, they would be, they would write their essay and, and just quickly write it or their, their paper, their research paper, whatever it was. And then they would decide to go back and just right click and have some word choices. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm laughing because, you know, the, the computer is not going to give, it's not like a thesaurus that really, it does have a thesaurus, but unless you really know what these words mean, you're often going to pick the word that is incorrectly used. And I mean, I've had some, some sessions where I've read my kids' papers where I've had to just laugh out loud because it's hysterical, it's the wrong usage of the word. And I'll say, did you even read this in a sentence or did you, you just pick the word? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I, I think that sometimes they just do it uh, because they know their mom does this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm in, in the writing and publishing and speaking uh, arena. And so they can fluff off maybe a little bit. I don't know. But have you found that that um, sometimes those computer-generated suggestions are not very good? Uh, definitely. I mean, they're not human. <laughs> and and right. they're very fallible. And, and you're right. And, 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 Technology is great. We need to use technology as a tool and not a crutch. And I think that that's sometimes what we do. And, you know, to, to have a fallback is okay, but we really already need to know what we're doing. Otherwise, it, it can come back and bite you, you know. Uh, like in your case, the, the kids, you know, when you look at it, you're like, well, this doesn't even work. And so we, we certainly can't trust the computer. Um, I don't think it's necessarily um, – a bad thing to use, if, you know, you know, occasionally, um, but that's not what we should do. And so, um, I think that we need to, you know, obviously store up our own, our own amount of words so that we can use them mm-hmm. later. So, and she did have an, another would, pod, podcast that you did that kind of goes along with this one. And it's soft skills pay the bills, and that one uh, talked about some of the things uh, that are very, very important. Um, especially when you are looking for a job. So that one goes along uh, with this one, and it's um, episode number 30, because as you were talking, or 131, I'm sorry, uh, episode number 30. And uh, this is episode number 32. I don't know if I said 132. 
<laughs> I'll have to go back and check, but this is episode 32, so it's a couple of episodes to go. Um, so not a detailed person, Jean. So I think you and I, <laughs> neither one of us is. is so we're we're doing well here. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, That's and, true. And you know, you know, some. I, I guess one of the questions I still get from people um, are about the changes in the SAT essay. And um, you know, one of the things you always say is not to be afraid, and just being prepared is so important. Is there anything else that you know maybe strikes you as something uh, that we need to consider? When it comes to the SAT essay, definitely yeah. one of the things I think is, um, you know, that you're going to give be given an already piece of work that's already been published, and I think a lot of students are going to approach it just like they do English class. And they're going to try to read it and try to analyze it and interpret it and all of that. And, you know, that's great for English class, but not for the SAT essay. What you really got to understand is, first of all, you never have, even have to read the essay. Um, you know, you can skim it and pull out the key points and write on those. Uh, and, and that's what we teach kids how to do. Uh, so, you know, after reading a long essay and then trying to, you know, write it, you're going to be very bogged down with a lot of information, and which you don't even need. So I think you need to understand that the SAT as a whole, whether you're writing the essay part or doing the multiple cho choice part, uh, it's not like normal tests. And this is why we've got a lot of kids who vomit because they're really just logic and critical thinking tests. And if we can train our mind to think logically, uh, whether it's on the essay or any other rest of the test, then you can do really, really well. I mean, you've got to get out of the mindset of long formulas and you know, reading every word and working out every problem the long way. It really is a matter of understanding that a standardized test is written in a manner that follows the same patterns over and over again. And and once you learn the patterns, um, then you can learn to answer every question very quickly. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, well, what else do you want to share about about um, the importance of uh, you know vocabulary affecting our uh, futures? Well, first of all, you need to understand that there, like I said earlier, there are 171,000 words in the dictionary. And so a lot of times when people think that they've got to learn all these words for standardized tests, you know, I always look at them and say, so where where do you start at A? You know, I mean, it's impossible. Uh, even 47,000 words have been omitted from our dictionary. So you might be reading an old dictionary and learning words that aren't even used anymore. Um, very mm -hmm. interestingly, we as human beings, about 90% of our daily vocabulary is the same 2,000 words over and over again. So if we're talking 2,000 out of 171,000, we're talking a minute percentage of what, of what we really could be using every day. Um, there's a really cool website that I found, um, it, it, it talks about the Saturn V rockets. And it, I'll give you the uh, the link to that. The uh, is um, xkcd.com slash one one three three. And what they've done, they've taken the actual Saturn III rocket and drawn a blueprint of it, and they describe the rocket using the most common one thousand words that we use. And they don't. And by the way, one thousand isn't even one of the top one thousand words. So they say. 1,100 because there's not a – we don't wow. even say 1,000. And so when you look at this picture, it's great because there's not a word – Saturn 
is actually not in the top 2,000. So the name of it's not Saturn V. It's Upgoer V. And it, the picture is great because it really just uses the first 1,000 words. And so the capsule part at the top where the astronauts actually sit is called People Box because the word that's actually uh, used is not even in our top 2,000. Um, and so as you, as you look at the picture, it, it's wonderful, and it talks about at uh, the very bottom, it, it, it has an arrow that says, fire comes out here, you know, and we know obviously there's very technical terms for that. So it, it's a great um, picture to pull out. You know, I, I copied it. I put it on a huge lamination page, and when I speak about limited language, limited mind, I show this to everyone, and everyone, everyone gets a kick out of it because this is what happens when we keep our vocabulary on such a low level. We, we can't even speak on the level of an astronaut because the first thousand words, uh, the des description of the actual Saturn isn't even in those thousand words. So it's, it's a great way to, you know, to um, just kind of see the state of our union. I think also, too, uh, raising our vocabulary, you know, a lot of people think kind of, you know, two or three things, you know, let, you know, flashcards, and we talked about how boring they can be, just reading a, a mm -hmm. word on a, on a little card and learning the definition and not connecting to anything. You know, the dictionary, like I said earlier, I mean, dictionary is great, um, but again, the words are out of context, and there's so many. And then oftentimes people think about reading classic literature to get vocabulary words, which I'm a big believer. I love, love classic literature, and I think it's a great way to learn it. Um, the unfortunate thing about a lot of literature uh, this classic is even though it does have the words that we want to learn, you know, it doesn't have a definition. So an example from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, a couple words that are found are the word procure and awful, as in O-F-F-A-L. Now, if your child's reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, all of a sudden they come across the word awful, O-F-F-A-L, they tend to do a couple things. One, they stop, they interrupt. They're interrupted from the story. They go look it up, and then they come back, and they've lost their place. Um, a lot of times, it's um, they just skip over it. You know, a lot of, a lot of low density um, when it comes to some, mm -hmm. you know, some of the classic literature. Um, what really works for kids, and, and and no matter what, is really taking the words and and putting them in context. You know, reinforcing the words, and then of course through repetition. Those are the three best ways you know, to, to actually be able to reinforce the words they've learned. So, for example, the word procure means to obtain something. And awful, O-F-F-A-L, is something that's not edible, as in like the organs uh, of an animal. And so, as, you know, I tell kids, think of that. It's awful to eat the inside of an animal, you know, awful. And uh, it's a good way to remember that, using some kind of mnemonic for it. So, um, again, Anytime you're learning it, you've, you've got to put it in that sort of formatting. Otherwise, just stopping and looking it up and forgetting where you're at or even just simply skipping over it is not going to help the kids when it comes to learning these words. Right. Very good information. Now, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come right back, uh, we'll continue on with Jean. We'll be right back. With College Prep Genius, Free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students 
the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit College Prep Genius to know more. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us at collegeprepgenius.com, the podcast. We want to thank the sponsor, that is collegeprepgenius.com. You can visit uh, the website to find out more about great SAT programs and even programs that are uh, digital so you can access them from uh, your computer or your smart tablet for the kids. And we have been talking uh, to Jean Burke today. Uh, Jean, you've been sharing with us some ways uh, to really um, in, not only increase our vocabulary, but ways that vocabulary uh, can affect your future, whether it's uh, college or essays or testing or or on the job. And, you know, it's amazing um, as I think back uh, just in experiences as a mom, and I remember uh, this lady I knew, uh, she, uh, you know, was a hairstylist, but she had gone to college, and I think she did hairstyling before she went to college, but when, um, you know, after she got her degree and she got married and had kids and and everything, she decided to do that on the side, and I, I she would do my hair, and it was great. I could go to her house, and she had this little, you know, room that she set up, and she used the word ain't, <laughs> and <laughs> it just, you know, she was a beautiful lady, very smart, um, you know, it wasn't that she, you know, didn't, and I I kept wanting to correct her, but I didn't know how, I didn't know her well enough, you know, but just those little words, you know, I I wish there was a banned word word list, because that would be one one of it, and my my children know the story, so every once in a while they tease me, (laughs) they use the word ain't, Um, as they get older, I just told them I'm going to start a fine, um, you know, at like a vacation account, and every time they do that, I'm going to charge them a dollar and put it, I'll have, you know, (laughs) my my little stash, but, um, you know, what what do you say to something like that, you know, uh, we we don't want to be that person uh, that someone hears discuss or, or talk and and we cringe when we hear them well you know it, it is kind of funny because i mean as an adult you know i often do that too you know i'm 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 more what you call the party snob it sounds like you're kind of like a word snob and that, and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you know i i'm my daughter was she called herself a homework snob you know she would get upset when people uh made up excuses because they didn't, didn't get their homework done you know when she was in her outside classes and She's like, you know, I work full time as a nanny, and I do, you know, I take X amount of credits and hours, and and I still do my homework. And so, um, it is a little difficult, you know. I, I mean, I go to a party, and someone, I mean, it, it'll be extremely boring, <laughs> and I'll be in my mind thinking, what could be changed, and what could be done, you know. My daughter's like, you're just a party snob, and so we all have, <laughs> we all have that, and there's nothing wrong with that, and. Um, uh, fortunately, it's not your job to have to correct her because you know you're not her right. mom. Well, and, I didn't. And all, right. but it, but you're right. It does leave. But the, but the interesting thing about that is it did leave a lasting impression upon you, of even though this person may have been even very well educated, you know, uh, just that one little word. You know, down here in Texas, you know, you might hear somebody go, well, "How's your mom and them?" You know, <laughs> you know, right. and what part of that is even right? You know what I mean? 
Right. Uh, so where do we begin uh, with that one? <laughs> yeah, where do we even start with that? You know, and I oh, you know Texas and, and and traveling to lots of different states and other countries. You know, sometimes I I play up the southernness and you know people don't really know me, so you know I'll say something like you know y'all come back now, okay? You here? You know, and they love that, <laughs> but that's not that's not how we really talk down here. You know, so uh, it's kind of fun. But you know, I think. I think you're right. I think sometimes it's a, a really a matter of just mirroring it, mirroring it to other people and certainly your own children. But I guess, uh, like you said, sometimes you've met people that you say, I, I want to be like them. And I think, you know, being the person that you want other people to be like is the key, not just in vocabulary, but, you know, in your life as you, as you minister or as you're a parent or a homeschooler. And sometimes I think if we're just, who we're supposed to be, and we do it right, then hopefully that rubs off on other people, and they will say, wow, I I would love to be able to talk like that or have that kind of vocabulary. Um, and so I think that's the key, because, you know, we certainly can't do anything about anybody else, and even though we'd like to do it, I, I'm, I'm the same way, too. I want to... <laughs> I, you know, I want to correct people in certain areas, but, you know, I don't get to do that, unfortunately. And right. so, I'll just kind of yep. help them because that's what you're thinking is that, you know, and, and that's what I thought. I know her, and so I can I know that that isn't who she is. So it's, you know, just kind of something to keep in mind. Um, and also, you know, look around you. Look at how other people are, are speaking. And, you know, and I'm not talking about you kids. Um, you know, my kids play sports, uh, playing softball or or uh, baseball, um, or, you know, my one son started with football. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to be like the, you know, team bench kind of talk. You want to have vocabulary that is going to get that door opened for you. You know, just like you shared earlier in the show, Jean, you gave that really good example of, you know, what you can tell a prospective employer uh, to be hired uh, so that they understand. And I think it's good to practice, don't you? Oh, definitely. Practicing, and, you know, home is, a, is a, the, be- the best ground to practice in because, you know, nobody's going to make fun of you, nobody's going to bully you if you mess up, if you use a word incorrectly. You know, mom, we're going to lovingly correct our kids if it was used wrong. And so if our kids can get used to doing it at home, certainly they'll feel comfortable out in public to be able to use a word. And by the way, if they use it incorrectly outside, nobody's going to (laughs) know, you know, because they probably don't know the word anyways. Sometimes you just have to fake it and you use it wrong and you just just look at them and they're like, wow, she speaks so well. You know, we don't have (laughs) any idea. So uh, tell your kids, don't worry, they probably don't know what it means anyways. So... Right. Um, no, that's that's great. You're, you're absolutely right on that. So, well, anything else you want to share as we run out? We're running out of time again. The show just goes so fast. But um, anything else you wanted to share with our listeners? Well, you know, when we um, put together our Vocab Cafe book series years ago, uh, which has gotten a lot of high reviews, on it, and I love that because it really was a an idea my husband had of taking the you know the thousands of words that we learned and really putting them back into a fun story. You know, you often hear about, you know, learning those big 50-cent words. Well, it was a, a fun way to um, create a novella that had 300 SAT words in it. And so um, we uh, we did that. And one of the things that we did, and, and, and whether it's my, pro, my books that people read or someone else's, you know, there's definitely some things to keep in mind. And, and, and for our books, for example, you know, we made sure that they were wholesome. I mean, we didn't allow any illicit uh, scenes you know, any sorcery, right. alcohol, foul language, and, you know, most people are very happy, but we put no vampires in our books. And so <laughs> I usually get a squad 
applaud for that. Um, and so, you know, we created these books, and my son came up with this little thing. He said, you know, 350-cent words, twelve ninety-five a book. That means four cents a vocabulary word. That's 92% off. That's funny. <laughs> and, and not having to force your kids to learn vocabulary words through flashcards, priceless. You know, right. I, I always tell people, be glad you didn't live in my home, you know, because, we, you know, when we were learning how to take the SAT and I didn't know what to do, but I was trying to do everything I could, uh, you know, I did make my kids learn thousands of words, and I did – uh, make my kids take full-length tests every day for three weeks. And I did a lot of stuff, very helter-skelter. So to my daughter, the SAT became a four-letter word, and she never wanted to hear that word again. And ironically, years later, when she was in college, in between college, she came to me and she said, you know, Mom, um, I don't really want to get a part-time job this summer. In between college, can I teach your program? And I said, absolutely. So she not only used my program, but you know, she was, went on to use the what she learned on the SAT. Also worked on the GRE, um, so she owned free grad school. Um, and then when she got her job at the bureau, and she was you know doing all of her preliminary stuff, um, she sent me a copy, uh, a sample copy of the the testing that you do, and I just had to laugh because it was just like the SAT. And I said, Oh, Judah, you've got this. <laughs> you know, so right. uh, it's, it's it's kind of fun. Um, you know, just you know what I've learned over the years, and and what you learn can apply to so many different things, not just you know at home, but in college and beyond. Right, and and it's however many um, you know ways you can get your kids to use the information as well. And I think that's you know they always say that uh, teaching it you. Um, actually learn it better than just, you know, hearing it and regurgitating it. So that's just wonderful. Well, Jean, I have so enjoyed today. Uh, It's always fun to get on and and talk with you. And so I want to thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Um, For those of you listening, remember. Yeah, (laughs) sorry, I don't even like to say (laughs) thank you. I'm into the next thing. Oh, gosh. So people ask, how can we find the show? So you can listen on iTunes, on Google Play, or download from the web. Uh, This is episode 33. This is episode 33. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes on your favorite podcast app on your phone on your computer or on the go remember visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon